Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord this morning. Thank the Lord this morning. We're above ground this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord that we once again can come together and we can come in to hear the word of God and thank him to have a place such as this that we can do that. Before our pastor getting ready to come, I just want to read verse for today. Amen. From Psalms 1, verse 1. Say, blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the place of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scorn. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bring forth his fruits in season, whose leaf also will not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly is not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinful in the congregation of righteousness. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Thank you for his word this morning. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. As we get ready to hear the word from our pastor, Pastor Jerry C. Wright, receive him with a whole God. Amen. 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 Lord, thanks. Amen. You can just join with me in a quick word of prayer. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to see another blessed day. And Lord, right now, we thank you also for this opportunity to come together to gather together to lift up your name. And Father, as we, Lord, just come and, and read your word and hear from your word, Lord, let us hear from you. Let us hear a word from on high, Lord, that will allow us, that will inspire us to go deeper, deeper with you in a relationship. And Lord, that will also guide our paths down here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 If you have your tablets, your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you turn to Judges. Judges, the seventh chapter. Judges, the seventh chapter. And we'll read uh, verses 9 through 21. By the way, this was uh, the Sunday school lesson for week three. And that's how we've been trying to incorporate our Sunday school as well into our services is by going over those uh, lessons and uh, 
preaching them and teaching them at the same time. Amen. So it's Judges, the seventh chapter, verses 9 through 21. And in the Sunday school, it may have been entitled, uh, titled uh, Gideon Victory Over the Midianites or something like that. But my title is A Trumpet, A Jar, and a torch, a trumpet, a jar, and a torch. Begin to read, verse nine. Now the same night it came about that the Lord said to him, arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hands. But if you are afraid to go down, Go with Pura, your servant, down to the camp, and you will hear what they say. And afterward, your hands will be strengthened that you may go down against the camp. So he went with Pura, his servant, down to the outpost of the army that was in the camp. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the sons of the east were laying in the valley as numerous as locusts. And their camels were without number, as numerous as the sand on the seashore. When Gideon came, behold, a man was relating a dream to his friend. And he said, behold, I had a dream. A loaf of barley bread was tumbling into the camp of Midian, and it came to the tent and struck it so that it fell, and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. His friend replied, this is nothing less than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given Midian and all the camp into his hand. When Gideon heard the account of the dream, its interpretation and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. He turned, he returned to the camp of Israel and said, arise for the Lord has given the camp of Midian into your hands. He divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put trumpets and empty pitchers into the hands of all of them with torches inside the pitchers. He said to them, look at me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I and all who are with me blow the trumpet, then you also blow the trumpet all around the camp and say, for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch when they had just posted the watch. And they blew the trumpets and smashed the pitchers that were in their hands. When the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers, they held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing and cried 
a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Each stood in his place around the camp, and all the army ran, crying out as they fled. A trumpet, a jar, and a torch. <laughs> no, there's an old saying that says, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. You live life long enough, life will tell on you. You, you live life long enough and challenges and circumstances, trials and tests, they will come your way. And these things come to show what's in you. There's a time in which God will test you to show you what's inside of you. And at every opportune moment, the enemy will come with trials and tribulations and temptations that will also show you what's inside of you. Rainy days and life's storms, when they come, does fear and doubt and worries, do they come from within you? Do they rise up and show themselves when strenuous situations come? What's in your wallet? What's in your heart? See, maybe we are all guilty at times of Gideon moments when we are reluctant to take action in uh, those decisive instances where we retreat, we evacuate, we, we find hiding places rather than seize the opportunity to show faith. See, one reason this story is available to us is because it shows us that God God is there patiently guiding us through those moments. He's there patiently guiding us through those moments. He's the one that is holding our hands, guiding us patiently through those moments when we doubt him, when, we, when worries consume us, when, when things are just so heavy upon us. He's there graciously reminding us that he is bigger than the moment. He's greater than our fears. He's greater than our doubts. He's greater than our worries. And as with Gideon, also with us, God is still in the business of using a trumpet, a jar, and a torch to get the victory. We've seen in Judges, if you go back to chapter six, that Gideon was hiding out in a wine press, processing his wheat, hiding out, keeping his wheat from the Midianites. 
And, and while he was at his hideout, the angel of the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ, visited him and, and said that the Lord is with him. And he even called him a mighty man of valor, even though he was hiding. <laughs> God still saw the potential in Gideon. In chapter 6, verse 16, it says this, But the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian as one man. And of course, the reluctant general, Gideon, <laughs> he had to ask for a sign. He asked for a sign, and in verse 21 of that sixth chapter, it says, Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread. Because see, Midian, see Gideon had given him a meal. He told him to stay back and I, I want to just feed you, right? So he put the, that meal on a rock and the angel of the Lord touched that meal, right? With the end of his staff. And it goes on to say, and fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. Then the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Well, next, the Lord told him that night, that, that same night, to tear down his father's altars to Baal and Asherah, right? And, and, and he did, but he did it at night because he was scared, <laughs> right? Gideon still was in the process of getting to be where God wanted him to be. And then next, of course, was the big one, the big test. Because Gideon had gone around tearing down folks' altars and stuff, the Midianites, they got the Amalekites and the other sons of the east, and they all ganged up. And they were going to get Gideon and the Israelites. Well, of course, Gideon said, I need some more signs. So he came back to the Lord again, and he, said, he asked for two signs. He asked for a wet fleece, <laughs> and he asked for a dry fleece, right? God patiently gave him both. And Gideon said, okay, all right, all right. But what would make me more comfortable is if I gather a whole bunch of men. So he ended up gathering 32,000 men and he was getting ready to fight. And the Lord ended up saying, that's too many. Then all of a sudden it dwindles down to 22,000. And Gideon says, okay. And the Lord says, that's too many. Right. God said, that's too many. See, if, if I allow you all to, to be successful with the numbers that you have in your mind, you will actually get the glory for yourself. You will actually think that you did it and, and it wasn't me. That, that's too many. That's too many. And then the Lord dwindled it down to 300. This wasn't the 300 Spartans. <laughs> These brothers barely had weapons. 
right? Barely had weapons. But yet, God said, go forward. Because I've chosen the company that you're going to use to get this victory. God is so loving and he's so patient that while Gideon was trying to, to, to think his way through this stuff, right? That, that night, God said, you know what? Let me give you a bonus, Gideon. <laughs> you don't even have to ask for this next sign. Let me wake you up and tell you, go down to the camp. Now, that same night it came about that the Lord said to him, arise, go down against that camp. For I have given it unto your hands. But if you are afraid, if you're scared to go down, right, go with Pura, right, your servant, down to the camp. See, it's so interesting. God knows your heart. He knew Gideon's heart. See, see, when your eyes magnify circumstances rather than your heart and your mind magnifying him, he knows it. <laughs> he knows your mental state. He knows where you're at, right? But see, there's a message in this Gideon story. <laughs> There's a message in this Gideon story. See, see, God gave Gideon a partner named Pura. And his name means branch. His name means branch. And there's a message in that. Because see, in John, the 15th chapter, it says this, I am the true vine. <laughs> and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. See, God was just pruning Gideon, taking him from faith to faith. Amen. Because the next thing is that Gideon would hear the testimony of an enemy. And God would use the testimony of an enemy to get him to catapult Gideon to that next Amen. level of faith, to that next level of faith. So Gideon and Branch went down <laughs> close to the enemy's camp. Enough, they went down and they got close enough to eavesdrop, right? And, and, they, and they heard the soldiers say this in the 13th verse. When Gideon came, behold, a man was relating a dream to his friend. And he said, behold, I had a dream. A loaf of barley bread was tumbling into the camp of Midian. And it came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it inside, I mean, upside down so that the tent lay flat. <laughs> he goes on to say, 
His friends replied, this is nothing less than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given Gideon an all into his hand. When Gideon heard this exchange, look, was, look, look, look at his response. When Gideon heard the account of the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. He bowed. That's where God wanted him to get to. To the moment where, hey, you can depend on my word. And when you stand on my word, you can bow in worship. Psalm 47 verses 1 through 3 says, Oh, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with the voice of joy or triumph. For the Lord most high is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Gideon, he didn't need an instrument, <laughs> didn't need a trumpet, right, to praise. His voice and his heart were the instruments that praised out and rung out, and they were the trumpets that praised and gave praise to God. And that's exactly where God wants us to be. See, see be, be, before, he, he didn't do this but when he finally got to that place all of a sudden he got to a moment where he understood the power of praise the power of praise see some folks want you to believe that the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup that's not it <laughs> that's not it right see God is still moved He's still moved by your praise. He's still moved by your praise. Our praise is our weapon, right? Our praise is our weapon. So God is still in the business of using praise, our trumpets, if you will, as our weapons for victory. Amen. And it goes on to say in, the, in this fellow's dream that a that that a, 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 a loaf of barley bread was rolling down to the camp. It, it was you know I just got e Ezekiel bread just going down because <laughs> because barley barley is just not your your choice for good bread. Wheat, but barley, see, back then, barley was equivalent to that you were poor, <laughs> that you were poor. And, and that's what happened because the Midianites and all the other folks were invading Israel's uh, territory and they were getting all the good stuff and leaving them the barley. See, it, it, it meant that you were poor, right? And, and God understands, you know, our situation. Some of us are poor some of us are weak some of us are broken some of us are messed up and he understands that right he understands that uh, isaiah 41 and, and and 14 he says do not fear you worm jacob huh <laughs> he says do not fear you worm jacob you men of israel i will help you declares the Lord, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. See, he was saying, you know, yes, compared to other nations, they say, they see and they say that you're little, that you're weak, you're, you're nothing, 
you you're a worm, Jacob. You're a worm, Jacob. And that's us too, because in Genesis, the second chapter, uh, in the seventh verse, it says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. We ain't nothing but dust. God understands that we're nothing but dust, right? And, and as our expositor stated, the best of men are only men at best. The best of men are only men at best, right? See, we, we, we trust in the power of God. We're nothing but dust. We trust not in our own might, but in his might. We're nothing but dust, right? We are nothing but clay. Right. But God is still in the business of using these clay jars. Right. To get the victory. So that's what we are. We're nothing but these clay jars. And some of us are brittled and some of us are worn. But God is still in the business of using these clay jars to get the victory. Amen. So the climax is that Gideon is inspired and he goes back and he tells the 300 men he's so inspired he goes back and he says okay okay we we we're outnumbered 450 to one but that's okay <laughs> that's okay and 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 we collectively collectively we are only one percent well okay less than one percent of them but that's okay that's okay. That's okay. We, we're still going to fight. Yeah, we're, we're outnumbered 450 to 1, and we're less than 1% of all of them. But we, we're going to fight. We're going to still fight. We're going to still fight, right? Yep. And, and they have a lot of weapons. They do. They have a, they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of weapons. They, armors and, and and arrows and swords you know but they, they they do but 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 we're going to go and we're going to fight and and our weapon our weapon our only weapon is going to be noise let's go <laughs> noise <laughs> noise noise verse 17 it says this and he said to them, look at me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I and all who are with me blow the trumpet, then you also blow the trumpets all around the camp and say, for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men, because see, he split. He split it up into uh, groups of a hundred. And he said, you guys go on this side, you guys go on this side, and we're going to go on this side. So he, he and his hundred, right, his hundred men were, uh, that came with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. It was nighttime, and the enemy camp was sleeping. And when they had just posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and smashed the pitchers that were in their hands. 
And when the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers, they held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing and cried, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. <laughs> I want y'all to note that the torch was in the jars of clay. That torch was in the jars of clay. Jeremiah, the 20th chapter, verse 9 says, But if I say I will not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in, and I cannot endure it. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. See, and he places that fire within these jars of clay. He puts his Holy Spirit in these jars of clay, right? God is still in the business of using that torch inside us to get the victory. And Paul had this in mind. Paul had this in mind when he, when he wrote, and he was inspired to write in the second uh, uh, Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians verses five through 10 of the fourth chapter. He says this, and I wanna read this from NLT because Paul had this Gideon moment in mind when he wrote this, 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, verses 5 through 10, he says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. See, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. God is still in the business of using trumpets, which are our praise, right? Clay jars, which are our bodies that contain a torch, which is that Holy Spirit to still get the victory. To get to still get the victory, hold on, old soldier. God is still in the business of using trumpets, 
jars and torches to get the victory. God is so good. He is so good. See, even though our faith is not where it ought to be, he prunes us, he prepares us, and he just has us going higher and higher and higher and leading us by the hand until we realize in these clay bodies of ours, until we understand, we get to the point where we will blast out of praise like a trumpet in these clay jars of ours that contain his Holy Spirit. What a combination to get the victory, amen. So like Gideon, if you used it for Gideon, he'll use it for us, amen. He'll use it for us, amen. And it's always, always boiled down to, to this, to this moment where you have to decide about Christ, where, where, where is he in your life? Is he, is he your Lord and your savior? Or do you just put him in the rear view mirror and call on him when you need him? No, you, you, he's, it's about a relationship with him. It's about a relationship with him and, and he is, he is Lord. But he's got to be Lord over your life. You've got to submit to him. You've got to bend to his will, not yours. See, in his hands, when you understand about him more deeply, will you become that trumpet, that praise. See, one wise man said this, that, that, that before we become successful warriors, we need to be sincere praisers. <laughs> we need to be sincere worshipers first. And that's what it's all about. You have to understand that you were made to praise him. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Don't let another moment pass you by. Reach out to someone here if you need, and we can assist you in that decision. Amen. And now I will turn it to the hands of the hospitality crew to dismiss us. God bless you all.